Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. Good morning, Gap Church. First service, good morning. Please, let's, um, even as I would do this as quickly as I can, um, let's just be sensitive in the spirit. Uh, just be sensitive in the spirit. This is a very, very intimate morning. I like I like. All right. So um, my name is Lola Day. I'm not going to guess that you know my name, so I'm just going to say it. My name is Lola Day, and this is the Gap Church where we're feeling the beautiful. And we are in a new series. I'm going to do what Toby did. It was marvelous. We are in the give. We're in the giving series. Okay. I like first service. Sincerely, like. Make, make me excited. I don't like second service. Tell them I said it. All right. And we are in the giving series. And Toby did a phenomenal job. Please, I just want you to clap. Let a live church hear you in London. Yeah, thank you so much, Toby. In fact, I don't know what we're talking about. I don't even know how I'm supposed to preach after that. Um, but he did an awesome job starting out the giving series for us. And one of my biggest take home from that service was that giving is one, it's, it's an act of worship. And that's my biggest take home from that service. So please, I have something that you're taking home. And so this morning, I have been given the privilege to continue the giving series. And my topic is going to be, what do you have to offer? It's offering basically that's the cap uh, but my topic is what do you have to offer and I will be breaking down into two as quickly as I can offering of sacrifice and off- no, offering as a sacrifice and offering as a substitute offering as a sacrifice and offering as a substitute quick story 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 okay so Growing up, the hardest person to shop for was my dad. My dad was someone I believed had everything. And when I mean everything, he had, he had the shoes that we could not obviously afford. He had the perfumes. He had, the, he had it all. And so growing up, every time it was his birthday, we had no clue what to buy him. So me and my brothers, from probably from the age of 10, started, we decided to start getting him a card. It was cheap and was just easy to get. And so from age 8 to age 18, oh, let's say 17, 16 probably, we will always get him a card for his birthday. And we will sign it, we'll be excited, and a week after we'll see that same card as a dustpan. It happened first year, second year, third year, every year, one week after, we'll just see my dad use the card, clean out it, and put the card in the trash. It was painful, but we didn't care because it was cheap. And so, 10 years later, I, I had a meeting with my brother. And I said, you guys, it's not even funny anymore. Every card that we buy for this man is a dustpan. We need to reconsider this gifting that we're doing. And my brother was like, okay, what do we think daddy actually likes? Because it was now at this point, it's not even about what he needs because he's someone that had everything based on our own point of view. So we're like, okay, what does he use anyways, whether he had 10,000 of it or not? He said he always used the belt because I'm a PK. And so my dad wears suits from Monday to Sunday. 
work, and then church. And so we knew that he always used a belt. And so we tried to change it up. I know you know what? Let's get him a belt. And then we noticed that he used the belt. I'm like, okay. We, we had to learn the value of our father. That it wasn't really about what he needs, but what he actually uses. And so this morning, I want to teach us about offering. I'm going to do teaching more. No, maybe. Well, we shall see. But I'm going to do a little bit of teaching this morning. I'm going to be teaching us about offering. And I gave this example for us to understand that the offering and the offeror are equally important. The present and the person presenting is important. We sat down and we thought to ourselves, what, what can we give this man that he will actually use? And we thought to ourselves, what do we think our father wants? Now, our father also wanted us to pay attention to him and not just drop random things for him. And so at that point, we had to do a heart check. Why are we giving him this gift? Is it just so that we can pass the stage of we gave him something on his birthday? Or is it because we actually valued him? And so this morning, I'm going to start with offering as a sacrifice. And I want us to learn something that... God is as interested in your offering as he's as interested in you. You are, you are equally important to him as the offering that you're bringing to him. The first case of offering in the Bible was Cain and Abel, Genesis um, 4, verse 1 to 4. And I love that story because if you read from verse 1 to verse 4, the Bible did not specify the heart posture of these people that were given. It just started with saying it was a time to give an offering. And Cain, who was a farmer, decided to give an offering. And Abel, who was a hunter, decided to give an offering. And then the end of verse 4 says, God accepted one and denied the other. But the Bible did not specify why that happened until after it happened. And when Cain noticed that his offering was not acceptable, he sought to kill his brother. That was a heart check. And so now that took us back to verse one to verse, um, from verse 1 to 4 to now understand why God rejected the offering of Cain. Because his heart wasn't right with God. I, don't, I never want us to think that because we, can, we come up here and we announce it's time to give, you stood in front of the altar and you've given, you scored a check mark. Not every offering is acceptable. The heart is as important to God as the offering that you give. If you all go to, if we all go to the, after that, the offering, the offering of the old in Exodus, when they would go to give the offering to God and the priest would go wash himself and do all of these things for some group of people that don't even care. All they just do is they just drop him an animal and the guy has to clean out and he has to be, make sure it's holy and make sure it's not touched anything unholy just to go give a sacrifice to God. And the Bible recorded they would tie a rope around his leg just in case he wasn't found worthy, not the offering. Then they'll pull him out just in case he dies because he wasn't found worthy. This morning, God is saying that you're bringing me an offering, but what about you, the offerer? I'm not just interested in your money. I'm interested in your life. I'm not just interested in your money. I'm interested in your time. I'm interested in your resources. Uh, our take on Bible verse today will be Romans 12 verse 1. We're going to read that together. Romans 12 verse 1. That is our memory verse. 
all of us that grew up in the church, we know. <laughs> because they will ask you next week, what was our memory verse for last week Sunday? And if you don't know it, <laughs> it's trouble. And that did that for us for the longest. Romans 12 verse 1. One, two, go. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable. That is the only place in the Bible they talked about presenting yourself a living sacrifice. But God, Jesus made a precedent for this. Because Jesus was the only one who was the priest and also the sacrifice. He started the president when, after he had died, he came back. And Mary saw him in the garden in John, I think John 20 verse 17. And Mary was like, Rabbi. And she was so excited that, oh, he's awakening. And he said, do not touch me. For I have not yet presented myself to the Father. At that point, Jesus knew that he was going to present himself a sacrifice. So he had to be holy and untouched. And then he started the precedent of presenting yourself a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable. Please, leaders, volunteers, members. God is not just interested in your money. I'm tired of hearing I'm coming to church and some people are collecting my money and some people are interested in my money. God is not just interested in your money. You can't say you give your tithe. You don't show up to serve. The, 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 it's, it's a balance. All of God requires all of you. So if you're giving your tithe with one hand, you're giving your time with the other. You're giving your offering with one hand. You're giving your life with the other. You can't say I give my life and you don't give your time. You can't say I give my life and you don't give your resources. You can't say I give my life and you don't give your money. That's, he wants it all. That is how you get all of him. That is when your offering will be acceptable Cain probably had given all, all that he had in terms of his, his goods. He must have probably given all his farm products at that day. But it was still not acceptable because of his heart. Please, this morning, I want us to know that God wants that time. If you're, if you're called to serve, serve with all of your time and all of you. Show up when you have to. It is a sacrifice. It's not supposed to be easy. Do you think Jesus was not excited to see Mary? Don't you think he wanted to give her a very big hug? I just died. I've done all the things I came to do. I'm finally alive. But he said, don't touch me. I have not yet presented myself to the Father. The assignment was not complete. You think it was easy for Abraham. You know, it's so easy for, for us to sacrifice, the, um, offer the money sometimes because your life is not being requested for. When the Lord told Abraham, bro, I need your son. 
the son that he has waited for for so many years. I need that son. And they started this beautiful journey into the slaughterhouse. You know, and I, I cannot even imagine. Ah, man, Isaac really trusted his father. Because the questions that I've been asking, because the way the man is to work with God, this guy can't do and undo. And they kept going on the journey, and Isaac is like, Sir, where's the offering? He said, Don't worry, God will provide. No, at that point, God will provide. I, I won't think it's me. Until he gets to the place, laid everything down, and then put me. When God decides to ask for that thing that is supposedly the most important thing to you, then you know how important God is to you. What you give to God determines how much you value him. How important is God to you? I'll give a quick story and then we'll go into the next offering as a substitute. Sorry, I'm, like, I'm going to have to call her one person. I'm not going to mention her name, but she knows herself. Um, people, know, people who know me know I like a particular type of yogurt. It's a thing. It's a serious thing. It's like it's probably even a spiritual thing. Uh, I, I had to, in fact, they are done with me. But anyways, I was looking for this particular flavor of yogurt. They had every type and flavor except that one. I went from store to store. I finished my gas. It was, it, it was serious. And then I posted to post on Instagram that people save my life. I need this. And I had got DMs of people that said that we're not buying it for you. It's becoming an addiction. But God raised two people <laughs> that knew that it was an internal problem. And so they went, and I, I promise you, they took time. Because the stores, I went to stores. I visited. So I even talk, called the manager. I asked. So I did my research. And they texted me and said they had found it. Whew. Best text message ever. And so they brought for me one person brought like four. The other person brought like six. <laughs> I was settled. <laughs> 2022. <laughs> and they brought it for me and I was so excited. Well, I'm going somewhere. A couple of weeks later, one of them texted me and said... Oh, I was just passing by the store and decided to buy you four more. And I was like, wow, I'm special. I am spot. I was like, oh, thank you so much. I was so grateful. But that's not where I'm going. A couple of days ago, this one person texted me again. I said, it's been a while I got you your yogurt. I just bought you four more. And at that moment, oh. I felt it in my bones. And it wasn't just the cost, or the, it was just the thoughts. And how much the person actually valued me. And I say this story to say that sometimes it's not about the quantity. But it's about the thoughts and the value of your time. It's about the thoughts and the value of what you bring to God. We all know the story when Jesus said that the woman that came and gave literally all that she had. You can imagine if you had access to people's tight records in this church. And you see some people giving 20 and some people giving 200. And in your head you are thinking the person that gave 200, oh wow, the person is giving. But the person that gave 20 probably gave 20%. 
It's the value of what you give. The time you put in what you give. The thoughts you put in in what you give. Sacrifice as an offering as a substitute. I go back to the story of Abraham. After Isaac had been laid in the slaughterhouse. And Abraham was about to slay his son. The Bible says, and the Lord said, told him to stop. You know, at that point, I thought to myself, that some of people are actually dwelling on old instructions. Because if the guy had stayed with his old instruction, that's how he would have killed his child. But he said, I've provided for you a substitute in the ticket of bush, that instead of touching your son, go for that. And, I, and it came to me that that was the first revelation of what God was about to do. Because the Bible says in John 3, 16, that for God so loved the world that he gave his son. Abraham was about to do a representation of what God was about to do. Offering as a substitute. The Bible says that the Lord told the Israelites, said, put uh, the blood on the doorpost. It says, so when the angel of death come, it will pass over. What every, the angel of death saw on every door is that there's already someone that has died here in their stead. So I don't have to visit this place. We need to start tying our offerings to seasons that we want to die in our lives. When the, 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 the Israelites will come and do sacrifice to, for remunition of their sins, they would, they would bring us uh, uh, an animal because animals are sinless, obviously, and they would die in their stead. Offering can stand as a substitute. So when you, see, when you hear a preacher steals offering, guy is stealing people's sicknesses. The Bible says the moment a seed enters into the ground, it dies first. And so the moment you put your seed and your offering in the ground, it dies first. So start tying your offering to something that you want to die. Start tying your offering to seasons that you want to die. See why it's important to give your offering? Because some things are not things you have to request for. Some things are things you have to offer. He comes in offering. He's not even in words. He's in the offering. Some pe- you see some people's life and you wonder why, why are they attracting the right things. Please, if things are happening around you, look upon you. Because it's what is upon you that affects what is around you. Bible says that and the oil will come upon your head and then your cup will run over. Some people have given some offerings in their life. That they don't never have to request. Some people have given their time that they never have to request. Some people have given their life that they never have to request. And Jesus gave the ultimate, it was the ultimate substitute that I preached, the perfect replacement. The perfect substitute offered his life that we might not do a daily sacrifice. And I end with this story. I hope I've been making sense so far. Okay. And I end with this story. 20, I don't know if it's 2020 or 2021. The Lord told me to go for a retreat. And I'd taken, if you know me, I don't play on my travels. I, I, I'm, I, these legs move around. And so I'd used my time off finish. 
but he asked me to go on a retreat. And so I was like, okay, I might, I might have to be an unpaid time off or something, but I know I had to go. And so I went on this retreat day one, day two, day three. I was in my house. And I actually went to the mountain, and then I was in the, in the house. And on day three, it was about to be over. I was like, whew, I can break, I can eat. And then I hear, empty your savings. See, I started rejecting. Ooh, I started binding. I said, God cannot tell me to empty my savings. The savings I just started all over again, a while back. I said, no, I did not hear. <laughs> then I, I pushed it aside, and then I started listening to a message. This guy can set you up. I said, listen to a message, and the first thing the, first thing the preacher said was, God, will, the devil will never ask for your money. I said, bro, stop. <laughs> why, why? I was asking, I need something, I need a revival message, please. I don't need money. And I said, okay. Remember, I said, I might have taken an unpaid time off. I had obviously bills. It was the end of the month. He never used to ask you to do a retreat in the middle. It's a time before when you're about to pay rent. And I'm asking you to be giving something. Anyways, and so I took my phone. I opened the savings. I calculated my rent. I said, if I take this thing out, it might not be bad. But he said everything. And so I moved it out of savings to check-ins, and I gave it all. Oh, I did not sleep that night. But I tied something to that offering. And I tell you something, that offering is still speaking for me, but something happened a couple of days after. I came back to work and my boss just said, oh, don't worry, we're going to pay you. And I was like, oh, thank God, at least I can pay my rent. And then people started sending me money, back to back. Oh, yeah, I was owing you. Owing me what? I don't know you. People started sending me money back to back. I paid my rent. I paid my tithe. I paid my offering. I paid everything I was supposed to pay, and I still had money. And I tell you this morning that the best investment is giving to God. You are looking for a return on investment. Maybe if you get do wedding, they'll spray you. But... The best return on investment is when you give to God. Because not every time it will come back to you in financial. But like, like Toby said last week, remember, the guy that started to give, the changes he was seeing in his mother's life. Like I said, what is upon you affects what is around you. And so this morning, we are all going to rededicate our life. Everybody, and that's including me. And we're going to offer our life back to God. It says, present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. He wants your life. He wants your time. And so if you're a volunteer, you're going to rededicate your service to God and your life to God. And you're going to make promises to him that you will do better. That is all he asked for. I said at the beginning, what can you give to a man that has it all? But what can you give to a man that deserves it all? 
And so I just want us to bow our heads this morning and begin to pray. And I want you to rededicate your life to God. You dedicate your time to God. We dedicate your money to God. Enough of giving out the tithes and the offering after you've paid all the other bills. Enough of having to choose between hangout and coming to serve. What do you give to a man that deserves it all? You give him all. And so, Father, this morning we will dedicate our lives to you. We dedicate our service to you. We dedicate everything that we are to you, oh God. Father, we ask that you take it all. We say that we will do better. We will give you our time. We will give you our money. We will give you our life and present it a living sacrifice. Father, Lord, we offer everything to you, oh God. We offer it, oh God. As a sacrifice and as a substitute. Father, we promise to do better. With the time that you've given to us, we promise to do better. With the life that you've given to us, we promise to do better. We promise to do better, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. We promise to do better, oh God. We're sorry for the times we've wasted. We're sorry for the times we've wasted the life with the life that you have given to us. And we promise to do better, oh God. That you will remain proud of us. Take all the glory, oh God. For in Jesus' most precious name we have prayed. For in Jesus' most precious name, we have prayed. Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations, we celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Again, text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.